Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 4th of August. The Prime Minister has revealed Australia's path out of the pandemic and the end of lockdowns. Scott Morrison yesterday released the Doherty Institute's modelling, which shows a four-phase plan of vaccination targets Australia would need to hit to be protected against COVID. The figures recommended an easing of lockdowns when 70% of the country's adult population is vaccinated. But the Prime Minister has stopped short of revealing a time frame, saying the battle against COVID is far from over. This has been a long war against this virus and there have been many, many battles. And this is a fierce one when it comes to the Delta strain. Meantime, in New South Wales, the Premier has admitted she doesn't know if the state has reached its COVID peak as yet, as exposure sites across Greater Sydney explode into their hundreds. 199 new COVID cases were recorded across New South Wales yesterday. Concerningly, up to 129 of those were in the community while infectious. Gladys Berejiklian says she wants to see 6 million jabs in arms before the end of this month, but says there is no time frame for the end of lockdown as yet. Oh look, it's important to note that the incentives and the vaccine rates will also be linked to the case numbers. So we don't know whether we're through the worst of it or not in terms of the case numbers. And that's that's the issue that we have. We don't know if we've peaked or if it's going to get worse. Uh, you know, it does concern me that there are still 50 people infectious yesterday in the community and that could mean that we get higher numbers. And there are new reports that the New South Wales government is set to step up its vaccine rollout with centres set up at sporting stadiums and drive through facilities once extra vaccine supplies arrive next month. To Queensland, where health authorities say it is possible the state's lockdown could end this weekend despite case numbers spiking yesterday. There were 17 new cases recorded yesterday in Queensland, including one case in Cairns with contact tracers still struggling to work out the missing links. Here is Chief Health Officer Jeanette Young. We don't know how this outbreak has happened. So we know the very first two cases that arrived into Queensland on the 29th of June, but I don't know how it's got from either of those two people to the first family in that Indrapilly-Turinga area. But the health boss says restrictions may end if Queenslanders do the right thing, pleading with the local residents to get tested and stay at home. And in other news this morning, an investigation has been launched into the behaviour of some of our Australian Olympians on a flight home. Athletes on board the plane were reportedly engaging in unacceptable behaviour, with authorities from rugby and football now investigating. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to Queensland and pressure is mounting on the state government to ensure more teachers get vaccinated as the latest COVID outbreak spreads across a number of schools. Our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Well, as 35% of the Queensland teaching workforce is under 40, the push is now on to make sure the workforce is vaccinated. The state's chief health officer yesterday said supply is limited, meaning there's not enough for all teachers to get the jab as a matter of urgency. With the Delta variant of COVID being spread by children across the city and impacting several schools... Advocates are pushing for teachers to be included and recognised as a priority working group and included in the rollout. 
to New South Wales now and a controversial decision to redirect Pfizer shots from regional New South Wales to HSC students in Sydney is continuing to draw criticism. The Prime Minister has now weighed in on the New South Wales government's move, saying the redirection from many regional areas, including the central coast north of Sydney, did not receive support from the federal government. Our reporter Caitlin Unger has the details from Gosford. Good morning, Tash. Residents have been left angry and confused over plans to send the region's highly sought-after Pfizer jabs to hotspots in Sydney. It's after the Premier confirmed the Central Coast would be included in the redirection to Year 12 students in priority areas, despite the region itself remaining in lockdown, forcing the cancellation of thousands of appointments. The decision continues to receive widespread backlash. PM Scott Morrison among the latest to weigh in during question time. The federal government did not support the initiative, did not support the initiative to redirect doses away from the central coast to um, Greater Sydney. Thousands have now signed an online petition urging the Premier to reverse the move, claiming it's unfair. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. Some interesting new data shows our credit card spending is increasing during this latest lockdown, but you have some interesting tips on how we may avoid delivery fees if you enjoy some online shopping. <laughs> Yeah, it certainly does. And this is what we're doing probably a lot more of lately. So the latest Commonwealth Bank household card spending data does show that it's bouncing around a lot each week. And look, that's understandable given, you know, states and regions are coming in and out of lockdown. What was interesting to note that overall we are spending more in this lockdown than the lockdown in 2020. Now, card spending fell 30 percentage points from peak to trough in 2020 when the pandemic broke. But then since late May this year when Victoria went into what was their lockdown for and then several other states followed, CBA card spending data shows it only fell 20 percentage points. And look, the main reason, as I kind of alluded, is that, you know, it hasn't been a national lockdown all in at the same time like we were originally in 2020. And spending online continues to be our preferred shopping measure, growing over 32% over the past year. Of course, the, the trick here is not to overpay on delivery fees. A couple of tips. Order in advance. You do pay sometimes premium dollars if you want same-day shipping. Become a member. So, for example, Woolworths has what's called Delivery Unlimited. It will cost you around $15 per month. But if you're spending, say, $150 on groceries each week, it can mean a saving of about $450 annually. And finally, know the free delivery threshold limit. For example, Target, you get it for free if you spend $45. Maya is $49 and the Iconic is $50. Of course, the trap is watch the return policy. Yeah, good advice as always, Effie. And talking about money matters, some good news for homeowners with interest rates staying on hold, but it's bad news, especially for self-funded retirees if they've got any money in the bank. Absolutely. And they were probably expecting the rates not to move. That, you know, no one was expecting them to, to, to move yesterday. Um, the RBA's decision to push ahead with its winding back of the monetary support certainly did surprise the market. So it's going to go ahead with its slow bond buying program, which suggests the RBA is pretty confident that we're going to bounce back from these latest lockdowns. And as you said, Tash, it is good news in that regard, but not good news for, for, for self-funded retirees or even anybody really saving. Um, cancer analysis shows that not one bank has increased saving rates in July, with the top rate in the market only 1.35%. Or if you're lucky to be under 30 years of age, you can get up to 3% with, with one account. 
Now, 10 years ago, the average bonus saving account with $10,000 deposited was earning around $500. But now, now you'll be lucky to get $70 um, with that type of money in the bank. So if you are looking for a place to stash your cash, your best bet is probably the mortgage if you've got one. I mean, it's risk-free and you're guaranteed to get the return equivalent to your mortgage rate. If you don't have a mortgage, then you're going to have to be comfortable about dialing up risk if you're chasing better returns. And typically, when interest rates are low, it's a good news for the share market. Uh, CBA economists' outlook on interest rate is that they expect the RBA to deliver its first rate hike in May 2023. Now, they've penciled an increase of 0.15%, and they then expect that to be followed with another four rate hikes until the cash rate reaches 1.25% in quarter one of 2024. So it's going to be a little while until these savers see a jump in their interest rate. Deffy, as we know with COVID, anything can happen. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, what a great night at Tokyo for our basketballers and hockey side. Absolutely. Good morning, Tash. Let's start with the Boomers smashing their way into the Olympic semifinals. They played Argentina off the court last night, beat them 97-59, to running away with it, especially in that last quarter. Paddy Mills, what a night he had top scoring with 18 points. He almost becomes a different player when he pulls on the green and gold. Uh, Joe Ingalls was phenomenal as well. He told Seven they faced the biggest challenge in basketball next up, Team USA in the semifinals. We've had one goal on our mind, and that's to, to win a gold medal. And obviously there's a, another step in, in in that, but we'll be ready. We'll, we'll get ourselves prepared. And now the Kookaburras are through to the hockey final, so they will play off for the gold medal. They beat Germany 3-1. Next up, it's Belgium on Friday. So we are guaranteed one gold medal today, by the way. This is uh, interesting. Sailors Matt Belcher and Will Ryan, they have such a big lead over Sweden, they basically just need to show up and finish today's medal race. <laughs> uh, middle distance runner Peter Boll, great story, uh, came from Sudan, only took up uh, athletics when he was 16. He's in the final tonight for the 800 metres is going for gold. Genevieve Gregson is in the steeplechase as well. That's a very competitive event, but definitely Peter Bowl is a strong chance at a medal tonight. Yeah, fingers and toes crossed for the Aussies. And in the NRL, Brett, the Tigers are vowing to play for Michael Maguire as the coach fights to save his job. Yeah, we read that he's got five games to save his position as coach at the West Tigers. James Tamo coming across from uh, the Panthers, and uh, he is shouldering the blame for the club's rocky season so far. We've got a young group, you know. It's time for me to, to put the foot down and go, you know, hang on. We haven't done anything yet. Let's understand what our job is and let's get this job finished. Let's put 80 minutes of football together. He wants to put the team on his back there, James Tamo, and uh, hopefully can guide Michael Maguire through to another year as coach there. Obviously, it's been a pretty dramatic season at Concord. We'll see some star halfbacks returning this weekend. Mitchell Moses uh, will pilot the Eels attack as they fight to remain in the top four against the Bunnies that game Friday night. Mitchell Pearce will steer the ship at the Knights against the Broncos. Nathan Cleary's been named in the Panthers' extended squad to take on the Roosters' Tash. And to the AFL now, Breton D star Jack Viney copped a two-game ban on a dramatic night at the tribunal. Yes, yeah, so he was sent directly for serious misconduct. That was the charge, an ugly incident with Suns defender Sam Collins, where he certainly appeared to make uh, contact to his neck. Now, halfway through the hearing, he changed his plea to guilty, denying that it was forceful contact. A tribunal disagreed. He copped two weeks, but uh, Jack Rewalt, the Tigers veteran, believes that's a little bit lenient. Jack Voining can probably think himself very lucky that that wasn't a, a bit more of a higher sanction, and I don't think people would have batted eyelids if they'd said sort of three or four. That audio thanks to Fox Footy, so he will miss games against the Eagles and Crows, the D-Star.
Another big day in sport. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And as our Aussie swim team gets settled into quarantine in Darwin, details have been revealed about the bonuses they receive for winning medals at the Olympics. Gold medalists pocket $20,000, silver collects around fifteen, and if you win bronze, it's $10,000. It pales in comparison, though, to Singapore, who offers an eye-watering $1 million to their athletes who bring home gold. How good would that be? And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.